Hi, welcome to Financial Planning Explained, and I'm your host, Mike Menninger, Certified Financial Planner, owner and founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. Um, as I always talk, this show is designed to be educational to the viewer, and we like to talk about the different areas of financial planning. The six areas of financial planning are cash management, tax planning, risk management, which is insurance planning, investment planning, retirement planning, and estate planning. Uh, today, we're going to talk in the risk management, which is more in the lines of insurance planning. But more specifically, we're going to talk about Medicare. Uh, Medicare is a uh, system that's meant for people who are over the age of 65 or if they qualify as a result of a disability. However, navigating the system um, is harder than one might think. There are pitfalls all along the way. And as a direct result of that, I have the pleasure of bringing on a guest today by the name of Kathy Klein, who started her own business called Medicare Quick. And I am looking so forward to learning a lot about Medicare. Ironically, Kathy, we were talking before the show today, um, I just had a meeting two days ago and I was like, holy cow, I'm going to have my guest answer the question that came up. So anyway, thank you very much for joining my show, Kathy. Um, Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Mike. I really appreciate it. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a retired financial advisor. Did you know that? You did. I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. You, you had a profile that I had read, and it said that. And you know, it's almost like the person who's who has their boat. The two best days of their life are when they buy it and then when they sell it. So maybe that's a good day when you retired, huh? Well, I have to tell you something. I didn't realize how complicated. Medicare was. I mean, I was a financial advisor for over 25 years. Right. It's about me. Before I started this. And what happened was my husband, um, he's, he's 20 years older than me. So my husband went on Medicare and he had been researching what he wanted to do for, I don't know, a long time, a right. year. Uh, maybe two years, and he's an engineer, so you know what I'm talking oh, about, Oh, right? trust me, I'm an engineer, so I get it. I get it. <laughs> and by the way, if you read it on the internet, it has to be true, right? And if you heard exactly. it from your friend, it also has to be true. Exactly. So, so who needs to do anything? You just, just anyway. I apologize. Just, Keep going. Just search the internet, right? Absolutely. And so he, he'd been doing all this research and decided he knew what he wanted. He wanted a um, Medigap Plan F, and about six months before you turn 65, you start getting what I call Medicare mail, <laughs> and he got this four-inch stack. Four inches? That's a lot. Every Yes, a four-inch stack of mail from every insurance company, every insurance broker, everybody that you can imagine was trying to sell him a Medicare plan. So sure. what he did was, when he had already decided what he wanted, he reached into that bottom of the stack and he called the very first person that he had got a mailer from, invited the person over to our house. And, you know, I was like, I don't know anything about Medicare, honey. You just go ahead and do it. Now, I was licensed to sell, you know, because in California, oh, I know. That's, that's all you just... need is an insurance license. Same here. And I don't yeah, want to touch I could have it with done a 10 it, foot but I'm like, pole. no, I don't want anything to do with Medicare. And thank goodness, because I would have been the one who screwed up. So right. what happened was, 
The guy came over, sold my husband the plan F that he said he wanted. And then at the end of the conversation, he said, do you take any medications? And my husband said, no. And so this insurance agent looked my husband in the eye and said, well, then great. You don't need a drug plan. And he left. And we never heard from the guy again, except for he did get a birthday card once a year. Well, five years later, I'm at my dad's house and my dad had Parkinson's disease at the time, you know, until he passed away. It's not something that goes away, but he had Parkinson's. And so he took all of these meds, all of these medications. And I looked at my stepmother and you know, you have to understand, I'm a pretty blunt kind of gal. Uh, I've been accused of that said, myself. How much do all these drugs cost? Because, you know, my mind is thinking, my husband's 20 years older than me. What's going to happen to my financial plan if we have to take all these drugs? And, you know, and I'm still young and my husband is, you know, however old. And she said, well, if we didn't have a state plan these would probably cost about five thousand dollars a month and i'm like whoa five thousand a month i said wow we did a good financial plan but i certainly didn't plan for sixty thousand dollars a year no kidding what what do you mean by a state plan well she she used to work for one of the states you know like Alabama. Oh, uh, so it's like a pension type of medical coverage post-retirement. That's right. She had a retiree plan. Okay. I got you. I I wanted to understand. I thought maybe she was getting it through the state. No, no, not through Medicaid. Okay. Yeah, not through Medicaid. But um, so when I got home, I started doing all of this research because I'm like, oh my goodness, here's a part of the financial plan that I wasn't trained as a financial planner to even consider, I thought that Medicare was going to take care of this stuff, right? And so I started doing this research and I found out that there was a penalty that was building up 1% per month for every month that my husband hadn't been on a Medicare drug plan. I I don't understand that. It's crazy. And so I looked at the cheapest drug plan in our area and it was like 16 bucks a month. And I, and it had been five years. It had been five years. So I'm thinking, okay, 12 times five is 60, 60% is 16 bucks. That's not bad. And, you know, so I wasn't worried about it really. Then I found out it wasn't the penalty on the plan you got. It's basically the penalty on this number that Medicare creates, which is, I don't know the exact number. I'm more of a big picture kind of girl, around $35 a month. The bottom line is we now pay more in penalties than we do for the drug plan itself. So I see two issues here, very independent of each other. But issue number one is the person who sold your husband the plan didn't know what he was talking about, and I would imagine that, I'll be nice, irritated you. (laughs) All right? But but more importantly, this is the part that doesn't make sense to me. And, And ironically, I was talking to one of my associates who was also in that meeting from a couple days ago, 
And it doesn't make sense. For instance, your husband didn't need it. Now, this is the part that I don't understand, and, and please help me and help the viewers. I heard about what you're talking about, that if you don't apply or tell them at age 65 that you're not taking the plan or whatever, if you don't tell them, that's when the penalty goes. But I'm thinking more from the people who are still working. And plenty of people, as you know, are still working. And a lot of the reason why they're working is because they have the medical plan through work. It's otherwise very expensive. But they notify Medicare, hey, I'm just letting you know I still exist. I'm 65. I'm notifying you. And I'm deferring. But if you don't need it, what do you do? Are you okay, forced so to take it? Let's define don't need. Okay. Uh, well, okay. My husband was not working at the time. He retired at 62. Okay. And so he thought he didn't need a drug plan because he didn't take any drugs. Fair enough. At least at that now, time. And I understand that. You don't need to take a Medicare drug plan if you have what's called creditable coverage. Right. If you Credit. have a plan, like if you were working and you had a medical insurance plan, then he that's where he can defer it but but yes. this is where it just i don't get it. it it doesn't make sense so what you're telling me is if i'm 65 of which i'm only 29 and most viewers know that who know me okay <laughs> but if i turn 65 and i don't use any drugs what you're telling me is i'm kind of forced to take the Medicare plan, is that Part D? Yes, it is right. Part D, D but for you're, drugs. Not forced, you're not forced to it. You don't have to, it's not the law, but no. if you don't, and you don't have creditable coverage, then you are going to start that 1% per month time clock. I, but that just doesn't make sense. I wanna mention something, Mike, because yeah. this is very important. Creditable coverage isn't what you think it is. Did you um, say, um, so can if, I interrupt? If you are working and you're working for a company that has more than 20 employees, it's probably creditable. But if you are working for a company that has 20 or less, it might, or well, less than 20 employees, it's probably not creditable. And I have a prospect right now who doesn't believe me. And his company is less than 20 employees. He's been going round and round with his HR department or owner or the people. And even Medicare won't tell him whether it's creditable or not. But well, that's I what I was going to ask. How do you find out? I'm sorry? How do you find out? Well, in my opinion, you should just assume that if it's less than 20 it's not creditable i don't think you should go round and round because i think what's going to happen in five years he's going to have a rude awakening and he's going to find out it wasn't creditable when he does retire so basically i know i don't want to use the word forced because that's not because i'm not forced to take it but if five years from now i want to take it and it's going to cost me more than double which is the exact scenario that you're talking about then it is foolish for me 
to not pay the premium for something that I don't need. I just don't understand the concept behind it, unless it's kind of like long-term care, where the whole idea is that- I need long-term care, but I've been paying for it since I was 40. Of course, and you pay less, but if it's on that same concept where the whole thing is they want you to pay into it for all your years so that you're paying into it even when you don't need it. Is that what their thought process is? I believe so. I mean, the, the pharmaceutical lobby is a very big one in this country. So there's pharmaceuticals <laughs> and then there's insurance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are two separate things. But they're also hand in hand. There's one other thing I want to mention before I forget. This is super important as well. Cobra is not creditable. Ooh. So right. you have people who are 63, 64, they think they're going to go on Cobra and wait, you know, and, or let's say they're 65. Right. And they go on Cobra because they love their plan and, you mm-hmm. know, or for whatever reason, they're on Cobra after age 65. Cobra is not mm-hmm. creditable and you will be accruing not only a penalty for the drug plan, but also for Part B itself. Well, that's what I was going to get to. That's what I was going to get to. Um, believe it or not, we are already up against break. I, and, and I just need to pick my chin up off the table for a few moments to, because this is just absolutely incredible, blows me away. What I'd like to do when we come back from break, I'd like to go back a little bit for the viewer again is talk about the different part A, part B, part C, D, you know, it's part J by the time we're done but just so that we can give a, a basic fundamental understanding. And I want to circle back around to these penalties because um, the hair is standing up in the back of my neck. Thankfully, you're looking at the front of me because you can't see that. That is very annoying. So uh, we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned for a message and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Have you saved enough for retirement? Are you financially prepared for an emergency or unexpected event? Have you thought about your financial future? Hi, I'm Mike Manager, founder of Manager and Associates Financial Planning. For over 20 years, we have been answering our clients' questions just like these as we develop unique and comprehensive financial plans tailored to meet their needs. When addressing your financial plan, we incorporate your entire financial picture, including taxes, estate planning, as well as investment planning and retirement planning. So call us today for a complimentary no-obligation consultation. A unique approach to financial planning. Welcome back to Financial Plan and Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger. And I am here with Kathy Klein. And, and where we left off in the first segment, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck. It hasn't settled down yet. So what we were talking about when we left off is the penalties associated with not applying for Medicaid, Medicare, Medicare, I should be clear. Medicare and Medicaid are not the same thing. 
Medicaid is for people who are basically on welfare. Medicare is the sister program to Social Security, if you will, that is designed for medical coverage and it's age 65, unlike Medi unless Social Security, you could pick it up anytime between 62 and 70. So where we left off, we were talking about the penalties, but before I jump in, I'd like to, if you could, Kathy, please rather briefly uh, tell the viewers the different uh, parts. There's part A, part B, I don't know if there's a C, I know there's a D and there's an F, but can you tell okay. us real quick, what are the different Medicare parts and what are they? So this is one of the most confusing things about Medicare. And when I was a financial planner, it blew my mind. I could not wrap my arms around it. So the parts of Medicare do not include part F. They do not include part G. There's no such thing. Okay. So what you have is part A that covers hospitalization. It covers hospice care for part A think buildings. Buildings? Part B, buildings. Okay. Um, places where you stay overnight. Okay. Part B is your doctors, your physical therapists, your occupational therapists. So part B, think people. Right. Part C is the combination of A and B, and that's where you get a privatized Medicare plan. Oh, like Medicare Advantage, supplement. Okay, okay, no, good to Not no. supplement. So okay. Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement are two completely different things. Completely different. All right, we're going to get to that too. But let me ask you this. Is uh, if somebody's getting the Medicare coverage, uh, the supplement, if you will, is Part C offered by the government or is it all on the outside private insurance? Part C is privatized Medicare. Okay. So you are replacing... Not you're not. I technically you're not replacing Medicare Parts A and B, but you can't use it. So when you get Part C, which is Medicare Advantage, okay. In your mind, you should think I am replacing original Medicare with a privatized Medicare plan. Okay. Because even though your Medicare, you still have to pay your Part B premium. Mm -hmm. Some people think that because a lot of Medicare Advantage plans have a zero premium. I can't say the word F-R-E-E -E in that respect. <laughs> Which is not true because it's you a, pay for it it's somehow. Against the, right. It's against the rules for me to use that word. Of course. And I, I was actually teed off a little bit by watching commercials that were really doing that. And what bothers me about it, quite frankly, is that it, they're, they're directed and geared towards the senior population, which that word free, which you're not allowed to use, but I can, I think, um, is a lure to uh, mislead. Now, you should have heard me in my house. That's not right. I can't believe it. And, you know, you should have heard me because I know full well. It's unfortunate. I understand how advertising and misleading and stuff like that, that irritated me. So, but and you were starting to say there's a difference between uh, Medicare Advantage and Supplemental Medicare there's Supplement. A, there's a big difference okay. between the two. And I actually have an online class that explains the difference. If really? you'd like, I'll give the website or I'll just try to, I'll try to sum it up real quickly. Well, tell me what but, the website is. I'm sorry? Tell me the website. 
oh, for the viewers? MedicareQuick.com/class oh. C L A S S, and that will forward you to the class site. You do have to sign up for it, but everything in it is free. And um, the two classes that explain the difference is medic. It's called Making Medicare Decisions, and and uh, that's the, there's a short one and a long one. The short right. one is 17 minutes. The long one is an hour and eight minutes. They give the exact same information, but one is really fast and the other is more Plus conversational. Fast. But in a nutshell, Medicare Advantage, like I said, replaces original Medicare. It has to cover everything that original Medicare covers, but it doesn't have to cover it the same way. So with Medicare Advantage, you're going to have pre-authorization, which you don't have on original Medicare, except for in extremely limited circumstances. And there's normally going to be networks, even when you get a PPO, Medicare mm -hmm. Advantage plan. Medicare Supplement, on the other hand, which a lot of doctors call PPOs, and they are not. They're actually at a higher level than a PPO. Because a PPO is still going to require pre-authorization, and a PPO still has a network. On, on the supplement? You, on the Medicare supplement, you mean? The Medicare supplement is not a PPO. Okay. That's right. I was just making sure of that. So, so let's now go to D, because I think we could probably spend an entire uh, period just on that. And I think what I'd like to do is be able to have the viewer uh, be able to go to your website and take a look at it, much like I am going to do because okay. I want to learn it, because it's important. I, I don't want to be that guy who goes and provides incorrect information. Uh, I will never sell Medicare insurance, even though I could, or, you know, supplement. I have no interest in it, but as a financial planner, we need to make sure that we provide accurate information to our clients. So then there's D, which is drugs. That's right. Okay. And the main thing that people need to understand about Medicare Part D, and this is why if I find out that a prospective client of mine has a retirement program that includes uh, medical, I have a list of questions that I have them talk to their HR department about because Many times you're better off taking your work plan, even if it's a little bit more expensive. And the reason is this thing called the donut hole. Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> the donut hole is what makes your drugs expensive. What happens is Medicare tracks how much money you are spending on drugs and how much money the insurance company is spending on drugs. And once it reaches a certain amount, then your costs change from whatever the deductible was to, I'm sorry, from whatever the copay was to 25% of the cost of the drug. And the drugs can now, be very expensive. I have expensive. a client who is on Ibrance. Ibrance is about $15,000 a month. 20% of that is a lot. 25 25% yes. is even more. It's 3750. It's a lot. Now yes. there's also something called catastrophic coverage. So once you reach that second threshold, right, then your you're costs back. go down right. to 5% of the cost of the drug or a small copay. But 
even so, 5% of $15,000 It's still a, is still, a still a lot of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, so, so and a lot of these, a lot of these programs that people go on where their drugs are $5, $6, whatever they, they don't work with Medicare. The, the drug companies exclude you if you're on Medicare. And so a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm on this expensive medication and I was only paying $5 for it or it was free. But once they go on Medicare, guess what? A lot of these programs don't work. Wow. Yeah, you know, this is, this, you're just blowing me away. Is there anything beyond D? No, unfortunately. And there is no way to get out of the donut hole. I mean, yeah. you but can't the donut say, hole is well, only on with Medicare. Advantage. But the donut hole is only with Medicare, correct? I, I didn't hear you. The you donut hole is only through Medicare? The donut hole is only with Medicare. Okay, not with, not with, um, okay. So here's what also irritates me going back to your penalty. Let's right. say I'm 65 and I'm self-employed and or my spouse is still working and making a boatload of money. The problem is, is that you got Irma kicking in. Oh, and Irma. If, I call her Irma because originally, you know, I lived in San Diego for so long. I say it the, uh, the Spanish way, Irma. Yeah, Irma is not nice. No. Irma so, is not nice at all. So for the viewers, um, what Irma is, is income-related, some medical adjustment or something like that. Who cares? It's an extra cost. And this is what irritates me. It's basically, uh, and this is some of the planning that we do in financial planning. And I always say that people are going to be in a higher income tax bracket oftentimes in retirement because your income can drive you into having higher Medicare costs. When you slap that penalty in there, you're putting me in a position of either I am going to have to pay a higher drug cost that I may not need or wait and then pay a penalty. No matter how you shake it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a racket from the government. Kathy, believe it or not, we are out of time. Is there anything that you want to real quickly add that would be beneficial to the viewer? Well, I would say when it's time for you to decide whether or not you sign up for Medicare or not, Make sure you work with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Oh, I can't. And, you know, just because somebody has an insurance license doesn't mean that they understand Medicare. There are insurance agents that focus on Medicare Advantage, and they're going to try to push you right. into that type of plan. And there's insurance agents that work with Medicare Supplement, and they're going to try to push you into that type of plan. You want somebody who can do both. That, and that's you know, one of the reasons I created my class site, so that you could get unbiased information and then make your own decisions. Kathy, that was, you couldn't have concluded it better. You made it almost simpler for me because I always like to tie my guest in to a conclusive statement to overall financial planning and how it fits in. And you did a better job than I ever could have done. But I, again, I wholeheartedly believe in education and knowledge are powerful. And really, I believe in 
consultants. And my understanding is that if I wanted to go out and buy a Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan, it's the same price as if I went through somebody else, which means you may as well go through somebody else and you couldn't have put it more clearly, somebody who knows what they're talking about. Kathy, I thank you very much again. Uh, thank you for the viewers for joining me for this half hour. Uh, I certainly hope that you got an educational experience out of this. I would encourage you to do the same thing I'm going to be doing real quick, is checking out Kathy's website, Medicare, MedicareQuick.com. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you again for Kathy for joining me as my guest. Thank you.